A Selkie trophy chase for Jewel Erickson Eck. 50 goals for Kirill Kaprizov. We take a look at some very bold predictions for the Minnesota Wild as the 2023-2024 season is upon us. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. That's right. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And in the case of this episode, your second listen of the day as well. We are your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Zach Zeman joins us as we throw out some bold predictions and uh, we'll take a look at some other things that could potentially happen this season. And I'm going to dab some hot sauce depending on the level of spiciness for particular things that, that we discuss on today's show. Uh, as always, my name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And as mentioned, triumphant return to the Lockdown Wild Airwaves for Zach Zeman. Zach, we uh, had a chance to go through the October schedule, and now we're going to crank the heat up a little bit by going through some predictions for this Minnesota Wild season. Before we dive into the predictions, I want to get your thoughts on what you think we will see from this team for the season overall. Is this a playoff team? Is this a team that is going to avoid the slow start that they had last season. What do you think we'll see from the 2023-2024 Minnesota Wilds? Yeah, I think this is a newer team than last year. I feel like there's there's a fresh a breath of fresh air almost. I think bringing in Pat Maroon, re-signing uh you know Felino and and uh and Zuki, like this is a new team. I think it's 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 nice to see that Carell's got the A now. It seems like there was missing puzzle pieces last year, and they're all kind of figured out now. People are locked in, no pun intended, for the next couple of years. And I think, um, you know, the Wild have a tough month that we just talked about and and uh, tough first month. But I think that, you know, compared to last year, they didn't get off to a hot start right away. And I think it's essential for this team to do that. And I think this could this could be the year where the Wild can make a name for themselves. I think they're a, they're a playoff team. Um, the two teams that scare me are Dallas and Colorado. I think those are the two well-known central leaders. Um, you know, Dallas is on fire. The Wild put up with them in the playoffs last year. You know, so let's not forget about that. But I think that it's it's going to be an insane year. A lot of a lot of new a lot of new faces and a lot of fun. I think Gustafson and Flurry is going to be fun to see. I think now Gustafson's got that first spot. Flurry, you know, sitting a little bit behind him. But I think I still think I I do like Flurry this year. I think that. Uh, having a solid tandem is obviously a, a great recipe for success. Um, you know, I always turn to the goaltending when I'm like doing these like predictions and stuff. Um, and I think that it's essential. I think Flurry's is great. Um, I think if, if he has a great year, this wild team can contend, um, give Colorado a run for their money. I think Dallas is just there. 
Um, but the wild, the wild to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, I'm excited. Are you not? I I'm very excited because I think we are seeing a lot of transition in the central division. Um, the Nashville Predators, for example, yeah. made a ton of moves in the offseason. They subtracted a bunch from the equation. They added a bunch to the equation. So you're not really sure if that's going to turn out the way that they hope it did. Of course, you've got Chicago with Connor Bedard. How uh, how competitive can they be? Uh, the St. Louis Blues are kind of in the, the middle. And so it feels like a Minnesota Wild team that once again is going to hit that third spot in the central division. Now, does it end up being Colorado this year that they match up against, or does it end up being Dallas? Mm-hmm. Personally, I think Dallas will win the division, which means that uh, it'll be the Colorado avalanche that, uh, that the wild would theoretically play in the first round of the postseason. Obviously these next two years are all about the wilds trying to just wring out the last bit of these cap constraints uh, courtesy of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. And once those contracts are finally off the books and uh, the buyouts is all that's left, then in theory, you could see the Wilds making some uh, some moves as needed. But it's a team that it feels like with all these other teams doing a ton of, of addition and subtraction, the Wilds did what they wanted to, which was to just to lock everybody up and, uh, and keep that continuity going through the course of these next two seasons. It's a playoff team. I don't yeah. think there's any disputing that this is going to be a team that reaches the postseason Once again, are fans greeted then with another first round exit, or is this the season that things finally click um, and they end up getting to, beyond the first round. That's the big question this season. Obviously, the development of young players, another huge piece to this. So there's going to be a lot to watch and a lot to keep track of as the season unfolds. Um, And so it's it's just about kind of what you want to see this team do. Um, But I think there are certainly a ton of ways that they can achieve, you know, the goals that, say, general manager Bill Guerin sets aside. Head coach Dean Evison, obviously they're thinking postseason. But if you can see some glimpses from Marco Rossi, you see good things from Brock Faber. If you see Kalen Addison be a steady contributor as well, those are ways to check the boxes in terms of was the season a success as well. So I think there are a lot of ways to define what this team will be about. But I think this is a team that is very, very much looking forward to getting off to a better start to avoid that panic button that we had last year. Yeah, 0-3, exactly. 20 goals allowed. It was just hideous. And so they're trying to avoid that while also trying to have a ton of fun out there with uh, new A, Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, I mean, you alluded to a lot of transition in the Central, and I think the Wild like don't have a lot of that. I think this is we're going to see a lot of the same team we saw last year. Um, you know, what's interesting to me is like a lot of people tend to forget like the, the whole first-round exit – like stigma that surrounds the wild. Like it's true, but this team is still contending with several million dollars down the drain to, to be, to begin the season. And, you know, it just, it makes me wonder like what this team is going to look like in the next couple of years. Like that, there's obviously not a lot of expectations this year for the Minnesota wild. 
Obviously, they're a playoff team. Can they get past the first round? Are like the two like biggest questions. Like, can they get past the first round? Can they contend a little bit? Can they like stay like? Can they like hold hold a win in the series? Like they they've been up yeah. um, like games in these first round series, but they just blow it every time. So it's like, and they're still doing it regardless of the the cap, salary cap that's um, you know that's in place. And I think that a lot of people tend to overlook that when it comes to playoff time and. And I get that, but this team is still contending. There are teams who have way more money to spend than the Minnesota Wild, and they're finishing way behind the Minnesota Wild. So, like, let's just think about that. I think yeah. um, this team is great. There's a lot of, like, jumbly teams in the Central. The Wild can definitely fit into the playoffs in this division. Colorado, sure. Dallas, sure. But those are teams you can contend against, and I, I'm totally all for that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how things play out. Obviously, there will be some things that will shock us and surprise us that will happen this season. There will be some things that we expect to happen that just don't. That's the nature of sports is that outcomes are not entirely predictable and uh, can lead to one thing or the other. And so we're going to try to heat it up with some predictions coming up. And uh, yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll drink some of this hot sauce, this habanero pepper hot sauce, the spicier these takes get. And so please, for the sake of my mouth, let's not get things too crazy. No, yes, let's. We will uh, dive into some bold predictions for the season as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. The NHL season is finally here, and the Minnesota Wild are hoping to have the season we have all been yearning for. Look. Me, Zach, everybody listening, we all love the NHL. And I know that you are going to love the Sleeper app as well. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And it is my go-to spot for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can also win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. So whether it be putting Kirill Kaprizov in your lineup for opening night, whether it be going with Philip Gustafson as your starting goalie, whether it be picking Matthew Kachuk or other Florida Panthers players, you are trying to optimize your lineup so that you can cash in big with Sleeper. Make sure you use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you benefited from therapy at any point during your life? It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNHL. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol and Zach Zeman hanging out. Uh, we're going to get to some spicy predictions and Zach, the way we're going to do this is I'll throw something out. We'll determine if it is attainable or not. 
if it's attainable, it gets a lower spice grade, obviously. Medium, mild. Mild, medium, or spicy. So if it's, for instance, the first one that we'll throw out here, Kirill Kaprizov getting 50 goals. That's pretty mild because I think we assume that that is pretty attainable uh, for the Wild this season. So I'm going to assign that a mild grade. Do you agree? I do agree, and here's why. I think last year, Kirill played 67 games with 40 goals. The year prior, he played 81 with 47 goals. And I'm telling you, with the A on your jersey, you're a different human being, and I think that 50 is attainable for him. This is a huge year for Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, Absolutely. I can't even, I don't even know where to start. Um, You know, he's got that A. He's he's a leader now. This, this, this clubhouse, this locker room, everyone in the state of Minnesota rides Kirill Kaprizov. You know, he's up there with Justin Jefferson as the best Minnesota athlete, like of the decade. Like, let's even say, I think Kirill Kaprizov is that guy for this team. He got the medal on his jersey every single game now. And I think that 50 goals is attainable. Um, and he's just – he's him. I, I don't even know what else to say. I don't think I need to say anything more. I'm not sugarcoating any of this. Kirill's him, and he'll get over 50, guaranteed. Yeah, it, I, I think it's pretty much a shoe-in. It's it's like Justin Jefferson getting to 100 yards yeah. or 1,000 yards in a season. Uh, Royce Lewis, when he plays a full season, hitting 30 home runs. <laughs> Anthony Edwards averaging 25 points a game. It's just, it's, it's shoeing stuff. Yeah. And disclaimer. This is if he doesn't get injured or misses uh, any games. Yeah. Obviously if he, obviously. if he plays, if he plays the full yes. battery of games, his potential to... is through the roof here. This is his year. Yeah. Like I, let's just like put that out there. This is his year. This is his year. <laughs> yeah. And he, I think he's going to have a, uh, a dandy season. So, Absolutely. We'll put that mild uh, because it's it's probably going to happen. Now, one of the one of my favorites, I think that I've heard recently, is the potential <laughs> for now that uh, Patrice Bergeron has retired, so he's not going to win the Selkie Trophy every season. What about Jewel Erickson Eck being a finalist? For the Selkie Trophy this season, mild, medium, or spicy? I think it's spicy, but I will say, I will say, he's the one who didn't get the A. What if, what if he comes with a vengeance and proves something to this team that he is a Selkie finalist? He'll prove me wrong. (laughs) You got the hot sauce on the camera, ready to go here. Um, You know, I would love it. Why not? Uh, I think X got X got something to prove. Um, he's a great, obviously a great hockey player. This team, a, an absolute staple to this franchise right now. Um, he's extremely, he's developed really well um, over the last few years. It took him a little bit, but he's there now. And I think that, you know, the more the merrier, the more the years go by, the more he goes up. And I think that the Selkie Trophy's a finalist is, is, is pretty spicy, but hey, I'm all for it. How does it taste? <laughs> It's uh it's a little hot. Um, but I think this is I think this is a spicy. I like it though, but I think this is definitely a spicy take. And that's not to say that Jewel Erickson I can't do it because yeah. I kind of think that he's gonna take what happened with the grief line last year where that got just blown up and sent off for parts. I think he's gonna take that a little personal. 
And I think we're going to see him really ramp up his defensive numbers this year. Matt Boldy has taken that into his own consideration as well and is starting to learn that side of his game too. Right. I, I think he could do it, but there are so many guys that are going to be vying for Selkie Trophy consideration. Um, Mark Stone, if he ends up playing the full season, will be one that will be um, in the mix there. There are a ton of guys that are just adept defensively. You even got a guy on his own team in Marcus Felino who is capable of winning that award too. So I don't know that he'll be a finalist, but I think we are going to see a resurgence for Kirill Kaprizov um, this season. Okay, so that was the spicy one. So we got Kirill with 50. Mild, medium, or spicy that the Wild end up getting three more 30-goal scorers in addition to Kirill Kaprizov this year. Oh, well, I will say I think one of them is Matt Boldy. Um, I think he he had 31, I think, last year. He played 81 games. Yep. Um, he's for sure one of them. Um, do you have one more? I think Jewel Erickson Eck gets it. So then we're thinking of one more. Hartman, maybe? <laughs> he got paid? Is he going to Hartman's capable. Up? Right. So, I mean, the, one of these first liners, like the guys who get the most time, are you going to take it or are you going to leave it? No, I um I got to go spicy with this one. I mean, I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they have a ton of guys that get 20 goals. Yeah. But beyond Boldy and Jewel Erickson hitting that mark for the first time in his career, I don't think they get a third. So yeah, Boldy finished with 31 last year. I do think I do think oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh, second one was way, if way more. If you're listening on Spotify, I'm so sorry because you missed the whole, most hilarious facial reaction. Yeah, this um, is this is going to be an A-plus YouTube episode. <laughs> Dude, it's like, what in the world did I just look at? I completely lost my train of thought because you <laughs> – <no. laughs> Oh, man. No, I do think uh, Boldy's going to get, like, over 31. I think he can have an outstanding year. Um, I'm like one of the biggest bully fans out there. Um, Boston College days, I mean, absolute legend there. I mean, let's go. I'm. I don't know. I think Bully and Ack and Kirill, maybe one more, maybe Hartman, maybe Zuki. Who knows? Maybe not. this is I'm why it's spicy. It. I wish I had hot sauce. Yeah, this. Is, I'm. I'm going to do it to myself again. Um, <laughs> special teams has been a a huge focal point. Of the offseason. New power play penalty kill coach in Jason King uh, coming into this season. The Wild were middle of the pack on the power play and 10th on the penalty kill this last season. Zach, mild, medium, or spicy? A top six power play and penalty kill unit this season. Spicy. Spicy. I don't even know why. I just like... I. I I, honestly, I don't even know like how to back that up because top six in both is insane. Yeah. That's like insane. And there you go. You just took it out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, that, wow. that reaction was not as bad. Maybe it might happen. You know, I think you my think? throat just is numb now. I, <laughs> I think it's used to it by this point. So, That's awesome. um, yeah, thank you, Yucatan Sunshine Habanero Pepper Sauce. 
sponsor us <laughs> for coating my throat. Um, I talked about this in yesterday's episode, actually. The Wilds were at 82% on the penalty kill. In order for them to jump into the top four, they need to improve by three percentage points. So you lose Dumba, you have Faber. That's like that's like probably it. You're out with Spurgeon the first couple of weeks. This is where the questions happens is because like when Spurgeon's timetable, yeah, then Brock Faber do the Brock Fabering that he did in the playoffs, the playoffs, and then like I I don't know. Is there any other questions? Uh, I stand up. Like, can we? I don't know. Is there like any defensive questions on special teams? I mean, it's just going to kind of depend on what the pairings look like for the penalty kill. Like, do you go Brodine and Faber and then Middleton Goligoski for your penalty kill pairings? That could cause some problems, not to hit the alliteration over the head, but um, that could cause some issues. And the penalty kill is always, you know, you could be going on an absolute run, like 15. How many times we saw like two or three times this year where the Wild were like 20 in a row. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they give up three power play goals in a row, and your percentage just just plummets. That's just stats being stats. Like yeah. everything's gonna come back down to the middle or to where it belongs. So I think I think top ten for both is attainable. Yeah, I just top six is top six requires you to be good for the entire season. Yeah, like, and consistently. Like, and the first month with these very very challenging teams without Spurgeon this is a pretty big deal and that's yeah I'm not saying like six games is gonna ruin the whole season but it is a pretty big deal so it's yeah. a good point we'll uh we'll see how that plays out I'm I'm through with the hot sauce because um it it's my my tongue is is tingling right now um oh how many Scoville units is this um it doesn't say but uh it's it's very spicy so plenty of spicy takes we'll finish by just going over some concerns and some things that we want to see this season one final segment of today's episode of locked on wild coming at you after this when disaster strikes there is nothing that leaves you feeling more helpless than not having access to the medical care that you need jace medical is here to help give you some ease of mind by providing five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use in their Jace case. Jace Medical allows you to never be caught unprepared again, and they make the process so easy. All you do is go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription life-saving medication right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Make sure that you head to uh, jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON at checkout for $20 off of your life-saving antibiotics today. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol and Zach Zeman wrapping up yet another successful episode. Zach, let's just talk about some concerns and some wishes for the season, and uh, we'll just alternate. So hit me first with one thing that concerns you 
about this season? Oh, I, uh, you know, it's like the de- the defense a little bit. I think we just hit on that, but I'm going to say Marco Rossi's development this year, I will say like is a little concerning, um, concerning in the way that I want it to be like amazing. And I want like, I think Rossi deserves this like incredibly. We all know his story. We all know what he's been through. And I think that if he doesn't get out of like whatever the heck has been going on and if he doesn't sprout and become the Rossi that this wild team has invested in him with, this team is going to be in trouble. Um, The depth is going to be hindered. And I think that he's like – centerpiece of the bottom six right now and like if if that doesn't work out then man it it's a huge loss for this team and that's what I'm concerned about is Rossi's huge like we've seen him like he's been here forever can he actually develop and can he help I mean let's see let's like let's just talk I mean he's got Felino down there Freddie Hockey down there you got Pat Maroon with them like I don't know you you got these new guys a lot of like different, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of like getting lost in my own train of thought here, but I think that if Rossi doesn't develop, this team is in trouble. I, you're, you're a a very good, um, you bring up a very good concern because let's say the start of the season doesn't go according to plan for Rossi. And let's say you suffer an injury to a center in your top six. Then all of a sudden you are having to pull Freddie Goudreau into one of those spots, whether it be Hartman, whether it be Erickson Eck. And then all of a sudden you are trying to kind of find something that's going to spark not only a third line, but then you're trying to find something that can keep the spark of another line going. If Rossi starts off and plays well and is put in a situation to have to elevate in the lineup and he takes to that and he plays well as well, that's a good problem to have because then you know that he is somebody that's capable of playing well in those situations. But if he doesn't, if it, if it just doesn't look good to start, that's going to cause some huge problems for this team um, as they go. So Rossi's development is a, a huge concern. And so that's, that's a great start. Uh, The one for me, that I know has been mentioned. I'll mention it again. That third pairing. Um, yeah. Starting the season with John Merrill and Kalen Addison on your third pairing. Yeah. I know we want to see development from Kalen opportunity to cement himself on that top power play and to carve out a role as a defenseman on this team with consistent minutes. So he's not getting benched um, in favor of Alex Goligoski. Obviously, those three will play to start the season, but once Jared Spurgeon is back, one of them will get bumped to the bench. If that third line starts off and is is not playing well, mm-hmm. that third pairing, I should say, um, you really don't have options. You really don't have options for ways to fill those spots because of salary cap limitations this year. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things where unless they make a trade, you have to just hope that they are going to kind of find their way through it or you find a way to make it so that they're not a liability out there. And what do we know from the last two postseasons and from the regular season in general? If teams with the last change or just in the postseason in general 
have the opportunity to find a weakness, they will hit it again and again and again and again. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's insane. I mean, this just highlights how big Spurgeon's absence means to this team. And it all, we could also even talk about Faber. I mean, like he, like, like a first, like first pairing up there with, with uh, Brodeen, like talk about pressure. Like that's insane. And if he doesn't develop too, which, which like, I hope, I mean, no, you never even know, honestly. Um, Jeez. Like some, there could really be some problems on the defense here. Like it, it could, it could get bad. I think like we're being like very like pessimistic with our thoughts here, but I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's, there's a lot of new faces. You never know what can happen. Spurgeon's gone. Like what is that absence going to mean to the team? A lot. Cause he's the mm-hmm. captain and he runs this defense. Um, you know, how much can Brodeen do? Can Brodeen, um, you know, like suppress, like McDavid and Dryside on his own. No, you got to rely on your third pairing to do that. And it's like, oh boy, it's there's going to be a lot of questions answered for sure. And this first month is going to be very, very tricky for this defense. It's going to be paramount, as the kids yeah. say, to yeah. uh, to get off to a good start. Um, let's go with wishes. I have an interesting one because it's something that I talked about last week with another Minnesota team that is uh, currently experiencing the joys of advancing in the postseason. My wish this season for the Minnesota Wilds is that they find a way to do what the Minnesota Twins did. Maybe not to the exact same extent as the Twins because you and I had conversations of the first half of the season. That team was unwatchable No, yeah, at various okay. points. They were not playing well at all and then they figured it out in the second half they played really really well down the stretch they have players who embraced the lack of playoff success here in minnesota rode out and met it head on and vanquished it pablo lopez a couple of amazing quotes one that will stick with me for probably the rest of my life pressure is privilege yeah. Having the opportunity to step up in pressure situations and perform and rise to the occasion is something that certain players love. They strive for that. They're addicted to that feeling. They can't get enough of it. But unfortunately, then there are some players that just kind of wilt yeah. in those situations. So to tie this into to Minnesota Wild, I was so so down bad when Luis Sarias was traded and and I think a lot of wild fans and NHL fans in general are like not supportive of like the Felino signing and like the Zuccarello signing and I, I was so so mad at the twins for letting Luis Sarias go but now in the playoffs it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to this franchise and I just hope my wish this year is for Felino to prove everyone wrong. And like, because I mean, he's clearly an essential puzzle piece to this team, mm-hmm. um, regardless of the points, regardless of it. I mean, you don't even want to talk like off ice is like insane. Um, I just hope that these signings come to fruition and like, are, are like you, the wild, like we're, we're strained forever. And like these moves were like essential to make. What else are you going to do with with the amount of money you have? You can't go out and get new guys, especially when you're down 
X amount of millions of dollars thanks to Parisian Suter. I just yeah. hope the Wild prove their fan base and the NHL fan base who are like just ripping on these new contracts. Um, I hope they prove them wrong because I was proved wrong by the Minnesota Twins, and I think that uh, the, the Wild are in the same position to prove everyone else wrong. I think it can happen. Very well said. You and me both um, yeah. are in the same position. We were both proved wrong by the uh, local nine, as I like to call them, and uh, we hope that uh, the Minnesota Wilds are able to take pressure as privilege and uh, rise to the occasion this season. Now, as far as things go on the ice, We'll find out on Thursday. We've got a few more surprises for you before we get to the start of the season. So make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any content throughout the rest of the regular season. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.